It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. It's the Hashtag Dort Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe, joined as always by Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you? Um, I'm a little under the weather, Richard, as you can probably tell by the sound of my voice. But, oh, God damn you, know, it. you don't sound you great. Know, well, the last, the last week you're like, you sound like you got a little bit of a cold there. And I'm like, nah, you know, just, you know, one of those daycare colds. Now it's full-blown sinus infection, so... So that's good. Oh. But, I'm, but I'm here, and I'm, I'm feeling good. You know what I think is going to get a little lead in your pencil is that we have a big-time major podcast announcement coming Do up we later ever. in the podcast. And this is big time. We've had, in the history of the Dork Podcast, we've had maybe three or four, quote, big-time announcements. This one might be the biggest. Yeah, in retrospect, those big-time announcements were, they weren't, they were big, but they, they were weren't huge. this big. Well, let's see. Let's take us through memory lane. We had. Yeah. Uh, there was uh, one huge one. The huge one was the WEI one. Oh, yeah. We were moving want. to WEI. We're going to have a yep. new channel. That was a big podcast uh, edition. We're going to be a part of WEI. We were selling t shirts. That was a big deal for a while. I think we added a couple of segments like This Week in Dork and Pick of the Pod. So you're right. They weren't the, the groundbreaking. This is exciting. This is an exciting announcement, we'll call it. Yes, very exciting. But what we're going to do is we're going to tease it for just before the topic du jour. So if you have not seen Jessica Jones or you have no interest in Jessica Jones, that's okay. We're not going to make you listen to the entire thing, even though we would like you to. But we're going to get it to you coming up momentarily. But first, Ryan, we got to get to all the news. Well, hello. Did you see the Avengers Infinity War new trailer, Ryan? I, yeah. I, I, I frame-by-framed it. I'm watching it. You yeah. know, I, I think I watched it uh, a baker's dozen, I think, is where I stopped. I had to stop myself. You know, I only, Just so I could say on this podcast that I watched, it at baker's, I watched it a baker's dozen amount of times. Right. That, of course, would be 13 for those of you uh, lagging behind. I watched it twice. I'll be honest. Just twice because I thought they gave a couple of scenes... Like, we're already in. Like, nobody needs to see a trailer for this. But yeah. it's nice that they did, and you get to see some cool moments. But, for example, Star-Lord talking to Iron Man, that was great. I could have waited till the movie for that. Or Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, their little interplay, awesome. Also could have waited for the movie. But the expectations uh, And I hope they didn't burn. Like, I hope those aren't the two best jokes in the movie. Yeah, that's a good point. It, I, ho- I really hope that they're not, too. Now... In addition to the new trailer that came out, they also had a new poster. And I had one huge problem with the poster. What's that? Nobody is wearing a mask or a helmet. They're all, you can see their face, almost suggesting to us that I'm going to see this movie because of Robert Downey Jr. or Chris Pratt or Chris Evans, which, all due respect to them, I like all three. They're all very good in their roles. I'm going to see this movie because it's the Avengers, it's Spider-Man, it's... Guardians of the Galaxy, it's Thanos. Honestly, I could probably give two shits who the actors are. Is that is that true though? I mean, do you honestly believe do you honestly believe that you don't care that Robert Downey Jr. is in this movie? I think he's good, but to me, I'm I want to see Iron Man. I don't want to see Robert Downey Jr. And I know he's done a good job as Iron Man, but to me, a snappier poster would be the Iron Man helmet, the Spider Man mask, the uh, Black Panther mask slash helmet, whatever you want to call that. I think that looks, but that's the character, and like they've all done a great job. Some better than others, but they've all done a very good job. Too great. I'm more, I'm more interested in the characters, aren't you? 
Yeah, I, yeah. I just I'm doing the quick math in my head, and I wonder if it's something as simple as like there are more characters without masks than there are with masks. Yeah, there there so might people, be, but like so be it. Like, all right, Hulk doesn't have a mask, but they put him in green face still. Like he he wasn't it wasn't Bruce yeah. Banner on the goddamn thing, or like some of these other guys that have. They're like smaller head, like Falcon was wearing like his little like Falcon mask part, but his little Falcon shade, yeah, his little thing. But like the other guys are all like that was the big takeaway because that poster is cool and it's just slammed with people. But you're looking yeah. at it and you're like, it's just faces. It's like a million do you, faces. Do you have an issue with the fact that it looks very similar to the Thor Ragnarok poster? Yeah, it does. It does look a lot like that. But it is. It's. It's got to be difficult to get thirty people onto a poster, though. Yeah. Yeah. You stick with the stick with what works. You get the Tony Stark in that Christ pose there. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's kind of killing it there. Now, no uh, Ant Man, no Wasp again, or you can make the joke that they're there and they're very tiny, and no Hawkeye once again. I think Hawkeye is going to show up eventually. He has to show up. I think they will. Yeah. I think I think they'll they'll make mention to them at some point, and like we'll have a reason as to why they're not there. And then, of course, Ant Man and the Wasp comes out in July, so we'll probably have something. If if nothing more than a post credit scene, we'll have something there. And they also came out and said that Captain Marvel is not going to be in this movie. Yeah, that's kind of. I mean, I guess you don't really need her. Like this thing is going to be pretty overwhelmed with characters. So, do we see Adam Warlock? No. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> I like it's a good question. I would yep. say we do not. Did you buy your ticket yet? Because they are now available. I did buy my ticket. I do have a ticket. I do have a seat. Me too. I am uh, cocked, locked, and ready to rock. Yes, we are. If that nips, makes sense. Nips blazing. No, oh, I had alcoholic to go. and and anatomically. I got to figure out what nips I want to want to get. Although I'm telling you, at the uh, this is a free plug for AMC theaters. They have the uh, they have like the little bar set up. You go get yourself a Long Island. They give you like a full shot of each thing, and it's like ten, eleven bucks. Which and I've I warned you about that. You don't want to be that guy. Why? There he is. <laughs> there he is. That's true. However, if you think about it, and it, let's say you bring in two or three nips, and yep. each one is like a buck minimum, right? Maybe a buck fifty. So you're already talking about four dollars, let's say, worth of nips. And then you go and buy a Coke, which even a small one is like four bucks. It's almost a wash. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. But I mean, there's something nice about the nips. I I I, I still do that from time to time. But I do enjoy the uh, the Long Island, the Strong Island that they bring in. The Strong Island, oh yeah, as well. Now this was big scuttlebutt news, Ryan. Did you happen to see Ben Affleck's back tattoo? I did. I did. So this was. Two years ago, I guess somebody got a picture of it, and he was like, oh, that's not real. It's for a movie. And I think Jennifer Garner, who he was with at the time, was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's not a real one. And then I guess recently he was at the beach, and somebody photographed him as well. And if you haven't seen this bad, Larry, it is a phoenix rising from the ashes. It takes up his entire back, and I think conservatively it is 35 different colors. Yeah, um, and, you know, I'm not going to be a person who throws stones here, Richard. As someone with an embarrassing back tattoo myself, I am not going to throw stones here. I'm just going to let this one go and be like, hey, man, you do you. It's not a great choice, but it's there. It happens. So yeah. just leave that. I'm going to leave that where it is. I'll let you take this one. No, you know what? And so I have uh, two back tattoos, and some people would probably say, those are dumb. What would you get them for? Whatever. I don't care. I like them. And so I'm with you on that sense. If Ben Affleck likes his 
rising phoenix that looks like a box of crayons threw up on it, then God bless him. I'm with you. He, it's his his goddamn back. What do you care about it? I'm so I'm not. I would never rip. The only time I rip people for bad tattoos is like face and neck bad ones. I can't stand a face tattoo. It's just not for me. Maybe if you're listening to this, you have a face tattoo. I'm sure it's very nice, but that part is not for me. But everywhere else, screw it. Like it's it's not on you. What do you care so much? Yeah, it's it's my life, man. Like even Bon Jovi says that. Yeah. So how many tats- song, how many total way. tattoos do you have? Five. How many are you? <laughs> how many are you proud of? Proud of is a. Uh... Well, I couldn't think of a better word. So you can you can you can, you can, you can... Uh, four. There's one that yeah. I don't. I don't want. I don't want to talk about this anymore because right. I think we're going to go down a road that uh, it's going to embarrass me forever. You don't get embarrassed, but I do. I so. don't. Well, this came up on the air the other day, and they were like, uh, "We were talking. We were actually talking about the Ben Affleck tattoo." And so tattoos. they yeah. were like, "Hey, do you have any tattoos?" And I was like, "Yeah." And they're like, "What are they?" And so I explained what they were, and I'm just like, "I'm just waiting for the people to be like, oh right, yeah, let's see a picture of him, you weirdo. Let's see. Let's yeah, take see, a look." I don't, don't want to get into that. I'm like, I don't care, man. Like this is this is what it is. And so I'll admit, one of mine, and I only have two, but one of them I got in college. I didn't really care who did it, and so I I still have no problem with it. But it's not as like detailed as the other one. Like the other one, I think is sweet looking, but the other one is like. Yeah, that looks like a kid who was 18 and got it. <laughs> like, yep. Which, again, I don't care. But anyway, so we're moving on to tattoos. Davey's getting uncomfortable. That's fine. <laughs> Did you see the Fantastic Beast: The Crimes of Grindelwald trailer? I didn't. I'm actually excited about this. I didn't think I would be, and neither one of us are, are real potheads in the, in the dork world. No. But I'll tell you, this movie comes out November 16th. I enjoyed Fantastic Beasts and Where Are They? Come Get Them. I think this one. I think this one's going to be pretty good too. I'm excited. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm. I liked it. I liked that movie. I think Eddie Redmayne was awesome in that movie. He was. Yeah. Um, the Boxers podcast actually pointed out something that uh, I didn't notice, and I actually watched it a second time after listening to them. Um, in that Eddie Redmayne, until the very end of the movie, he never makes eye contact with another person. Do you know oh, that? that actually makes a lot of sense now that yeah, they say it. You know, but I like think, they said it, and I'm like, I wanted to see if he actually, if it was throughout the whole movie, and he really doesn't. He like doesn't look at anybody directly in the face. That was good. Now this next yeah. one, I mean, Johnny Depp, kind of a polarizing cat. I wonder how uh, how he's going to be in the upcoming. A, yeah, thing. he's turning heel in this one, huh? Yeah, so, we'll oh, see. Yeah. Full heel. Now this is exciting news. You pointed this out. I think we tweeted it out at Dork Podcast. Devils Rejects Two Three from Hell is currently filming. You're excited. This How excited are you? I am Speaking of lead in your pencil. I am, I am feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty yep. good about that. And so we'll see what they we, do with that. Like a but. Halloween release, probably? No idea. No, if they're filming it now, I mean, I maybe next Halloween. I don't know when they're going to do it. but <laughs> They could probably wrap up filming next week, probably. <laughs> Start getting their the, budget. The finishing touches on this, and then they're, yeah. they're good to go. All right, are you ready for your port- portion of the program? Yeah, let's hit it. It's time for Davey's Video Game Minute. Even if it takes more than a minute. All right, Ryan, what do you got, sir? Well, the biggest news coming out of video games this week is that Ninja, the very famous Fortnite player, played Fortnite with Drake. Yes, he did. And almost broke Twitch. <laughs> so that, I mean, it was this huge thing, and he, he had, get this, 600, let me see. Um, 628,000 concurrent viewers, oh shattering God. the old record of 388,000. Which was held by you and Mac. 
Yes. No, it was a guy named Dr. Disrespect, who's another uh, famous uh, Twitcher. That's pretty good. Um, but it, it was, it's crazy that, like, you know, this has become so mainstream that, you know, people logged on to Twitch just to watch, listen, not even watch, but listen to Drake play video games. Yeah, that's pretty and for, like, the first, like, ten minutes, like, his mic didn't work, so they, and then he finally fixed it. But it was crazy. And then, the next night, and then the next night he played Fortnite with Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah, of the Steelers. I saw that. Which was super, super funny. And uh, he actually called Ninja, who was a, a, a small white kid. He called him the N-word a couple times. Oh, boy. So that was, so that was pretty, like, not, like, soft. Not a hard one, but like a you know, soft one. He asked, one time he asked him for some Band-Aids. Is that allowed? He started laughing at him. On Twitch, can you do that? What's that? I don't think you should be throwing around that kind of language on Twitch. Is that oh, you probably shouldn't, but no. it's Juju. So Juju does what Juju does. Yeah, you know Juju I mean? was able but, to get away with it. That's true. Um, and it, so they had this huge interview with this kid, and they're talking to him on CNBC and all this stuff. And it turns out he's making, get this, Richard, $500,000 a month playing video games. No. What? 500000 a month. So he's making $6 million a year to play video games? Yeah. So he's, he's tied in now with Amazon, and he's tied in. He's a partner with Twitch. So he's getting like all of this like sponsorships and like like all these things that like, he gets paid like per viewer and all. So that is stuff he that like he's... is he really really good at games or is he just kind of entertaining? He's both. I mean, he's yeah. really good at Fortnite. Like, yeah. he, I would say seventy percent of the games he plays, he wins. Like, if you ever watched him play, he wins all the time. Holy smokes! Um, but he, um, one of the coolest things about this cat is he's he's married. He's he's in his twenties, um, but he's you know. He tells his story, and the lady on CNBC was actually, like, really condescending to him. They're like, oh, how'd you get your parents to get on board with this? And he's like, I'm actually married, and, you know, I went to college, and my parents said I couldn't, you know, I had to do X, Y, and Z in order to do this, and so I'm very responsible and take care of myself. And, well, <laughs> like, shove that up your He was, like, super pipe. condescending about yeah. it, like, you know, because gamers are just people who live in their parents' basement. They're all losers, yeah. They're creeps and yeah. losers, every one of so, them. So it's actually really cool to listen to him talk about it and things like that, but the fact that this kid's making this much money... Um, and you know, for and if you go on Twitch, he's on there all the time. Like he twitches, he streams all day. That's pretty. And good. I've never right, seen, I've never grand, seen him. Yeah, and I've never seen him have less than like eighty thousand people watching him. That's nuts. It's nuts. That's wild. So uh, that does that's better than some TV shows, but that is yeah, whatever. absolutely. <laughs> is. Jesus. Um, so the other news that I have right now, and we'll get into the good stuff. Uh, the Atari box is a real thing. I don't know if you've heard about this, but they, Atari came out with this concept uh, console that kind of looks like an old Atari with an updated controller and all this stuff, and they were taking pre-sales for it uh, and then stopped. But it turns out that the game is going to be shown uh, this month, and it's going to be shown at the Game Developers Conference in San Francisco. Um, it's going to be anywhere from 250 to $300, which Oof. sounds like a lot. Yeah, but is. what it does is it's a retro console like the other ones where you can play all of the old Atari games, including E.T. Oh. Including E.T. Wow. You I don't play know why that. you would ever want to play that. No, you but wouldn't. Just say you it also has a Linux-based OS that will play modern PC games as well. Okay, so it's not you're not just playing it for the Atari. You're not just, you're not just playing it for the Atari, but it's Atari's yeah. new kind of crossover console that they're going to be unveiling right. this week. All right. Not so, bad. So there's that. So there's my there's my video game minute. Well, I hope you're sitting down, Ryan, because right now, and I hope all the listeners are sitting down as well, because right now we have maybe the biggest announcement in the history of hashtag Dork. Are you ready? Do we have to play the Do we get to play the sounder? Oh, do we, do we have, have a sounder for this? Oh yeah, we kind of do. Yeah, this this counts. Now a hashtag Dork news flash. That's right, hashtag Dork. 
is teaming up with Idle Hands Brewery in Malden, Massachusetts to bring you a live taping of Hashtag Dork. That is right. If you are in the Boston area, get your sweet ass to Idle Hands on Sunday, April 22nd. We're going to start around 4 p.m. And not only that, but this is going to be a mega pod. This is going to be our Infinity War preview pod featuring Mac and Goo, The Boxers, and Uncle Buck. They've all been invited. I assume they're all in. We will we are gonna have to wait and see, I guess. But we might have this mega shared universe podcast to talk about the ultimate shared universe from Marvel. Again, Sunday, April 22nd. Come say what's up to us. Have a couple beers. Listen in on the podcast. Maybe even get in on a question and answer segment at the end. But show up to Idle Hands Again, in Malden, 4 o'clock, April 22nd. We will remind you every episode between now <laughs> and then. Uh, but I'm excited about this. Should be a, a lot of fun. Good chance to, to meet some of the listeners and just sort of maybe get ourselves out there and uh, you know, maybe promote the podcast that way as well. It was, actually, it was actually really funny. I was talking to Marcus from the Boxers podcast the other day. We had spitballed this idea for a really long time and didn't mention it because we didn't know if it, could be, if it was – possible like at all like if anyone would have us if we could find a place if we'd have to pay for it or whatever and the people at idle hands have been really great to us but i was talking to marcus and you know he's like well how many people do you think are going to show up and i said you know the the issue with me doing this remotely like me doing this in, an, in another state as you richard yes. is that i have no idea oh I'm i not. have no idea how many people are going to show up to this thing well i figure there's you there's me there's mac there's goo there's marcus there's wes there's uncle buck so yeah I'm going minimum seven, maximum <laughs> undisclosed. Undisclosed. Like I, I, no, but like honestly, I have this podcast does not exist to me outside of this. So yeah. nobody gives a nobody gives a shit here that I do it. So. I have no idea. I have I have run into people in the street. It was like uh, that that know hashtag dork. Uh, so I'm hopeful that there'll be some people there. I think it'll be a a cool thing. Maybe it'll lead to more of them, or maybe it'll just shut it down. Maybe it'll be so embarrassing, and they'll be like, "Hey, where are the people that you said were going to come?" And I'll say, "I didn't promise you anything. We're here. We'll buy our beers, and we'll and we'll we'll show ourselves out." Also, uh, I'm going to go ahead and thank. Even he, ha- he hasn't done it yet. But I'm already going to thank Goo for Mac and Goo because without him, we wouldn't be able to do it. He's basically going to pack up the Mac and Goo and then set it up at Idle Hands. So he's going to engineer and produce this bad boy, and he's going to be on mic. So it should be a uh, pretty chaotic episode, but we're looking forward to it. And I would just like to say that anybody who does show up, um, if you do get a look at me, I will tell you that like I'm disappointed too. <laughs> in what in what I look like? No, so. Ryan. No, don't say that. You look you look great. You uh, you promised to show everybody your tattoos. And... No, no, not all of them. <laughs> all right, but it'll be a good chance for us to wear our dork merchandise in public. Absolutely. All right. So that's that. Hopefully, that was not a disappointment in the. Uh, hopefully, save the date right now. I'm sending a save the date to everybody through the podcast. April twenty second, four o'clock. Idle hands. Hashtag dork. Triforce in the house. Breaking down Infinity War. Please come. It'll be awesome. It'll be it'll yes. be really fun. Yes, promise. We promise. Because there's beer there. So worst case scenario, you just have a bunch of beers and you'll be fine. Yeah. Are you now ready, Ryan, for the topic du jour? I forget what that was. It's, well, it's the topic of the day, and today right. it is Jessica Jones season two, thirteen episodes on Netflix. It was released earlier on this month. We have seen all of the episodes from now. We'll start with non spoilers before we get to spoilers. Uh, as we do with all of these movie and TV reviews, I ask you quite simply, Ryan, did you like it? 
Not really. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not it wasn't it wasn't great. Now you and I, uh full disclosure, out of all of the Netflix series, Jessica Jones season one was both of our favorites. Yeah, absolutely. It was great. This was not so. This was I'm with you. This was I was wondering if we, as I'm watching, I'm like, should we even do a standalone episode? But then I said, you know what? Might as well be consistent here. Even if, the ep- even if it's not good, we should probably talk about it and why it isn't good. So I'm with you. I did not really like it either. Just give me some quick responses. It doesn't have to be one word, but it can be short, sweet, and to the point on okay. all of these different things from the series. What did you think of the story? I thought it was too shotgun. Like, they went, every, like, you know what I mean? Like, it was just a weird spread of, like, main story and like side stories yeah i would like, i i would say it was missing something like it was missing yeah. like the main thing i uh, know exactly what it was missing and we'll get to it later yes what did you think of the acting uh a little rigid i thought everybody like kind of i thought the main actors just kind of mailed yeah. it in at times i also thought there was it was some not not the actors or actresses fault but there was a few scenes with wigs that were very distracting Yes. So that's not on them, but it was like that didn't help. What did you think of the action slash fight scenes? W- the worst part of the show. There weren't many of them either. And they're br- and we'll get into that later. But they're they're. I'll get into it later. So but think, not great. Not great. Think about Daredevil season one. Think about the Punisher standalone season. That had some of the best action scenes that I think you've seen in like TV and in like in the and the Marvel universe which again I put I put that in quotes because that's what really grinds my gears is the if it really is a universe at all but this you're looking around you're like were there action scenes there may have been more sex scenes than there were fight scenes and this is the this I, I'm glad you brought that up because this is the very first show that I've ever seen where I skipped the sex scenes they were not great and they were just weird and like awkward you know what I mean? Like yeah, they were uncomfortable. And I, I think yeah. one of them was maybe supposed to be, but the other ones I, I don't think were. Anyway, uh, yeah. what did you think of the humor? Was there any humor in this show? Uh, no. <laughs> like, what, what humor? I don't remember any. I mean, well, Jessica Jones is just overall kind of smarmy attitude at times can lead to like a little like, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> she says something like, you know, rip it on somebody and you just kind of chuckle. But there really isn't a lot of. But even then, like, I felt like her insults were, the, the script was not great. Like, they, I'll yeah. get into it more later, but, like, there were, like, weird quips that she would say that you're just like, it's supposed to be, like, this hard-boiled detective story, but it's yeah. not, it doesn't work. Now, I think like, I can... It didn't can, work for me. No, I'm with you. I think I can already tell the answer to this, but what do you think of the, what would be the rewatchability of this? Uh, it's, I would rewatch one episode. Yeah. Yeah, I just... Yeah. And, like... All of these Netflix series, uh, or the Marvel, with the exception of the Defenders, they've all been 13 episodes, and even the really good ones could shave an episode or two off. Like they should all yeah. be 10 or less, and this is right there with it. I mean, it could be a, it could be a lot less. So, yeah. where would you rank it? Again, we've had Daredevil one and two, we've had Jessica Jones one, Luke Cage one, Iron Fist one, and Defenders one. Where and does... I would so I would put this. And this is no word of a lie. I'm not exaggerating. I would put this up. It's better than Iron Fist. Yes. And that's it. Yeah, we agree. Uh, we definitely agree. Because I was thinking back, I, the Defenders wasn't great, and Luke Cage was not great. But Luke Cage was probably good. Like, it was, it was Luke Cage was good. Solid. It was entertaining. It, it had a terrible villain. Um, yeah. 
And I would say that the defenders, the only the, the reason that it's worse than the defenders is the defenders had everybody. So like even if the episode was dragging a little bit, you could have someone kind of like pull it along. Right. You know what I mean? And it was eight episodes, which which helps. Right. So I'm with you. This is this is the uh, not the worst because of Iron Fist, but if you throw that one out, it would be. So is there anything else non-spoiler that you think we can hit on, or should we just get into the spoilers? I don't even know if people care, to be honest. This was not a very good show. Uh, no. Let's just get to the spoilers. All right, spoilers. So give me, in your mind, the best part or parts and the worst part or parts. Start with the are best. We into, are we into spoilers? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're into spoilers. Okay. Um, I oh, thought- shit. Oh, you're you right. You didn't hit the thing. That's God, why I didn't know. God damn it. Spoilers! 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 Here come the spoilers! We are now officially into spoilers. We're into spoilers. Okay, we'll, we'll fix that in post. We sure will. Um, like you said, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. I think this is four, this is a four-episode miniseries that they stretched into 13 episodes. Yeah. And I would say the worst part of the show... Um, like, everyone's kind of side story, like, Hogarth's side story is just completely inconsequential. If you, what happens to her in the beginning is she's, she's diagnosed with ALS, right? Which, by the way, let me just jump in and say, I think, obviously, in, especially in New England, like, we, we, have a, a, we have more knowledge of ALS, maybe, than everywhere else. I mean, with what Pete Frades has done and how yeah. the Ice Bucket Challenge really taken off. But it's still, it affects such a small percentage, and I think... You know, most of these shows usually just go to cancer. This person has cancer, right. and then that's that's what it is, and every, everybody can relate to that. But I thought it was pretty remarkable that they identified it as ALS. I think Hogarth even mentions the Ice Bucket Challenge at one point yeah. later on. But I was like, man, like obviously it's a, it's a sad uh, – it's a horrible disease, and it's a, it's a sad storyline in this thing. But I thought bringing awareness to ALS, I was I was pretty intrigued by that. No, that's good. And the other thing, too, is that, you know, for someone who's as calculated as her, it's, some, it's like the, you don't know. Like, you don't know how fast it's progressing. You don't know how long you have. Like, some people last yeah. years. And right. Some people last months with this Correct. disease. So right. it's, it's, uh, it's pretty scary. And, um, you know, something you said, as New Englanders, we are very familiar with, thankfully, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but again, I mean, but that, if you look at that, at the beginning of that, you know, episode one, I believe they introduced that. Yeah, it's one or two. I mean, you find out yeah. pretty early on that's what she has. And then, and then the whole middle, like, ten episodes, like, it really doesn't matter until the very end. Right. With her, with Inez and the boyfriend and all that stuff like that. That whole side story was useless. Yeah. Um, and similarly, um, I really, the only side story that I actually cared about was... Uh, uh, her associate there, uh, whose name I'm drawing a blank Malcolm. on. Malcolm. Malcolm. I, I really like that, his kind of I did. evolution there. I like I liked Malcolm's path there. I, I thought there was some good stuff there. He was a good – I liked him more. Now, obviously, in the first season, he was you know brainwashed and addicted to drugs. Yeah. But I liked him a lot more this season. I and thought I, he was good. And I wound up hating Trish. Yeah, man. I And so it's weird. Like So, I, so best part, worst part, I look at it. It's Some of them are – that one and the same, and in in the sense that, like, so Trish Walker is Hellcat in the comics, and right. we, you really see that play out during the season. So that was one of the best things to me is like you're setting up another hero and like all the stuff that she she wants to be a hero, all of that is great. But then 
most of the stuff, including some of the flashback scenes, like she just ended up being kind of a terrible character. So you're like, did you need to make her so bad in order to get the transformation into Hellcat? And then the other obvious kind of best and worst part was in episode 11. Yeah. So you're fighting through the slog. They finally bring you Kilgrave. Now, Kilgrave's obviously dead, but he is in Jessica Jones's mind. Why was he not in the first 10 episodes, and why was he not in the episodes after that? And I understand, oh, scheduling or whatever else. But honestly, didn't it get the, didn't it get the feel of a show that was like a weekly show and was doing shit and was getting bad reviews, and then they're like, we got to bring back David Tennant. We got to get yeah. him back. And then they do for a one-off. You're like, this is great. You're getting inside her head. She still sees him. Like, this is affecting her. But then he's gone. So, like... And, and it's as simple as, like, a throwaway line at the end. She's like, I don't need you in me anymore. And he's like, okay, bye. CLA is like, like, what, what was like, that? What? And she clearly, like, right away, like, in episode one, she's talking about how she's not a killer. So she's obviously still hung up, as, as anybody would be, I suppose, of killing uh, Purple Man. But then he's not in there at all. And then he is. And it reminded me of Arkham Knight, where in the video game Arkham Knight, Batman sees Joker. Like, Joker's dead, so you don't have to fight Joker, but he sees him in his head, and it's awesome. Like, you have some of the best... Like, she's having a conversation with him. Nobody else can see him. That's great. Why just one episode of that? That was insane to me. And I think this, and when you said, like, what is the big problem with this show, the the problem was that there was no fucking villain. I was going to ask you, who was the villain? There wasn't one. Like, there wasn't a main, clear focus. And I think what... Why we liked Jessica Jones... The, the season one was it had probably the best villain it out did. of any of these shows. Yeah, I thought so. Definitely did. And, and, you, and what you miss here is like this whole thing with like this, um, like the victim's mentality and PTSD and anxiety and like all these things that come from being a victim of abuse is, you know, you, and like put that in like a superhero spin. Like that was so cool and so new and so fresh and so intriguing, and then you just take it out of the show completely, except for one episode. And all that episode did, like you said, is it made me be like, well, why didn't you just do that the whole time? Yeah, it just really it ended up frustrating me more. Like I was like, oh, I, I needed to wait 10 hours to get to this, and then you're going to punt on it after. And then I guess, so a very simple question of who the villain is, I think one answer might be Jessica's mother. And then I would ask, what was her name? And like, if you can't even tell me yeah. her name, then it's not, it's not a true villain. Like, she, she played maybe the villain in a number of the episodes, and it's, oh, it's a conflicted villain or whatever. And like, that's fine. Like, they don't need to be cut and dry villains. Trust me. It doesn't need to be somebody who's, I'm here to take over the world. But that's also kind of a, a lame ass angle, isn't it? Like, the, oh, you thought your family was dead? Psych, not dead. She's here. And guess what? She's got the same powers as you. I was like, that right, is right, tired like that, and like lame. It's so lame. Like, and, and like I said, I, I put a tweet out the, like yesterday. Was like that, and they don't reveal that until like episode like seven or eight, but you knew the whole time. Yeah, like in my just... head, like you've telegraphed this thing the whole time. Like this is what's coming, this is what's coming. So then when it does pay off, you're like, yeah, I know. <laughs> just, just brutal. Like, and so, yeah. all right, so some of the other things. Her name's I... Alyssa, by the way. I, and yeah. I know that because. I keep thinking that, and this is my sinus infection talking, but I, th- I, c- I thought they kept saying Melissa, Melissa, and then I get... <laughs> they might as well have. Yeah. It's Alyssa. Yeah. Alyssa. Great. So she's the mom. Her wig was kind of killing me for a while. Trish's wigs, yeah. went during the flashback, I was like, oh my God. I'm like, I can't but stop. But I, I feel like the, the Mrs. Jones, Alyssa Jones, they kept switching the wig. Yeah, they did. 
But at least she really was wearing a wig, like in the yeah. new scenes, like and the flashback scenes that she wasn't supposed to be. But these ones, she clearly was after the accident. But and you know what's got me to uh, Rachel Taylor, who plays Trish. Yeah, she's Australian, right? And you are very aware that she's trying to do an American accent. Oh yeah, this season even more than last season. Like she, yeah. the way she talks, like it, it's a. Uh, <laughs> So it was like a workout sometimes for her to like get yeah. the word done. So some of the MCU and other Netflix connections that I picked up on, because this is the kind of shit that we love with shared universes. But pretty early on, uh, Hogarth references Rand as being a client. So you're like, okay, yep. they're, they're you know continuing that. Foggy shows up. So I like that. Foggy's working for, for 30 her. seconds. Fine. For 30 seconds he's in the show. But it's better yeah. than zero seconds. And let's be right. honest, you don't need him for very long. No. Right? I mean, Foggy's kind of lame. Like, he comes in, Hogarth yells at him, and then he leaves. That was it. But at least yeah. at least it's like, okay, you're, you're acknowledging that this universe is connected because there was no Daredevil, there was no Luke Cage, there was no Iron Fist with the exception of mentioning Rand because of her client base. But, like, if in the, this no would bug me because there were opportunities to do that. Like, Trish, like, says, like, you know, she has that boyfriend fiance, whatever, who's like this investigative journalist, Griffin. and she says something like, you know, that's who I wanted to be. Right. And wouldn't it have made sense for her to be like, I wanted to be like him, or like a Karen Page? Right. Something. Like, that's all you had to do. Didn't, didn't go there. Did not go, didn't there. go there. Now, they did, this is one of the b- best connections so far, is I think in three or four of the episodes, they referenced the raft, the uh, prison from yep. uh, Civil War. And so, like, that's where they wanted to send Jessica's mother. So, like, that was that's a really good direct tie-in. So, I, I like yeah. I like the raft. And the only other one I would say is uh, what's it, Vito, the 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 boyfriend's kid. Yeah, he takes a Captain America doll with him wherever he goes. He has a Captain America doll, and it also had a broken shield, or like he lost yeah. a shield or whatever. Which I would say is kind of a bullshit reference because it's <laughs> you don't need to. So what, the kid knows that he lost his shield? Or like he just lost his shield and they're like, see, like that's what's going on in the movies. It's like Yeah. Like you all, that? you're all in the same universe. Like you could actually bring Captain America in for God's sakes if you really wanted to. But anyway, you're right. right. He had, so he had the toy. There was also uh Stan Lee made a he was on a poster on a bus, so he he continues to be in everything. And oh, there was also the part where Jessica she mentions something about like an old pairing and like the last time you know, I, I formed up with somebody, like, somebody died. So I don't know if she's referring to Kilgrave there or if she was referring to, like, if she thinks Daredevil's dead or, or what's going on. I don't know. What, what's oh, and there's one, there's one more. When the first time that Jessica went in to, went in to be asked about uh, her mother killing somebody, remember she was under, they thought it was her? Oh, yeah, yeah. And she, said, and she said, I wasn't even there. And then the lady cop says, well, I know how you people like to work in teams. Yeah, so there's like a couple of shit references to the. Defenders. And she's like, "What do you mean, you people?" Which was, you know, pretty funny. But. Yeah, that was that was also good. All right, so I did a. Uh, I have a couple of comments on each episode, but we'll rip through this. So this hopefully yeah. this won't be boring for people. So episode one called AKA Start at the Beginning. You're introduced to the super that lives down the hall now, and his name is Oscar, and he is one of the worst actors I've ever seen. And he is a master forger of passports, which he can turn over in, like, a day's time. And, the, like, how many opportunities, like, that's, that's what pissed me off about him. Like, how often do you have to fake a passport? And I feel like they did it, like, five times. Yeah, there was some passport. I mean, when you have a skill like that, you better utilize it. But I just thought, yeah. like, the way he talked, I'm like, this guy is sucks. This guy is, 
awful as an actor. Yeah, he wasn't the worst actor in the show, but he he was he was pretty bad. He was up there. How about how about them dropping in the wizard? Which what the fuck? Like here's and here's another thing that pissed me off. Like this is it's not a big budget like Marvel movie, but it's still Marvel. It's still Disney. Like you yeah. have money. Spend some fucking money on visual effects. Yeah, like the- you remember the, the <laughs> wizard actually like running. Yeah, it was not like, great. It looked so stupid, and not only that, but like. I, I don't know. I, I just thought that was the the lamest thing ever because in the end it made no difference. He dies. Yeah, the he scaffolding does. falls on him. Right, he's dead, and that's never explained. No. how that happened. Wizard's dead, and he's like from the golden age of comics. And apparently, he was created like he was, like there was like a blood transfusion with like a mongoose or something like that. And so that's why they sort of that's why he has a pet mongoose. It's a whole thing. It's a, but, like, it was frustrating to me because, first of all, that was, like, super lame. Yeah. That you just, like, and he can, he can only run fast when he's scared. Yeah, he's a fear-based hero. Which is, the, that's the <laughs> stupidest thing ever. Now, also, when she's going through and interviewing people at the beginning, and so, including the wizard, there's also that lady who mentions lizard people. Yeah. And so that could be a reference to the scrolls. Yes. Potentially. Maybe. So maybe we'll have that down the road. Because I think Captain Marvel, the movie, is going to deal with scrolls. So maybe that'll make more sense later on. Also in this episode, Jessica, early in the morning, drinks like a ton of Red Bull. Like five Red Bulls in a row. Yeah, that ain't good for you. I felt like that was a little, little much. Uh, we also get introduced to Griffin Sinclair, who Trish is with. Also, Trish brings Jessica Jones's family's ashes over to her house, which... Was qu- certainly something. Don't know how that's possible. Why she didn't have them in the first place? Like, uh, why does Trish have those? I don't know. Episode two. She's, a- she's like, I found them in an old storage locker or some shit like that. Yeah, like, all right, keep them. Episode two, aka freak accident. You get uh, Simpson is back, who was known as Nuke in the comics, and then yeah. he is killed. So he is killed immediately. So that is that is sort of that. Jessica Jones has sex in a stall. So this sort of begins our our sex scenes, which was just like super awkward too. Yeah. Like, well, then you also had that Hogarth drug orgy was in this episode. Yeah, that was another one that was really weird. That was uncomfortable. And at first you're like, ooh, look at all these ladies. Nice. But then you're like, nah, not nice. And then she starts dancing all weird, and then she takes off her, like... And you know what the worst color in the world is, Richard? I'm going to say this right now. Canary yellow. Nude. The color <laughs> nude is the worst <laughs> color ever. And you see Hogarth, like, take down her underpants, which are, like, these nude-colored, like, granny panties. Yeah. Like, this is, and she's, like, dancing all weird. I don't like, like this, that this, this. that psychedelic dance. I don't like It's in a lot of movies no. and TV. Like, I don't like that at all. And you have, like, all these, like, these uh, trashy-looking women, like, staring at her, like, yeah. Yeah, You know what I mean? Great. I don't it's so like... fucking weird. Now, the other thing, you, you start, this happens throughout the entire season, but Trish's mom calls Trish Patsy. Who was yeah. the, the girl that she played growing up? Like that's insane. Like she calls her that all the time. She's like, "It's Patsy. It's Patsy. It's Patsy." But that's that's probably a good like child star parent type of thing. I bet that happens all the time. And I found myself saying in this episode, "I'm like, is that Rebecca De Mornay?" <laughs> it is. No, like, is it? Rebecca. Yes, it is. Wow, she's yeah. still doing all right. You shut up when you're talking to me. <laughs> shut your mouth when you're talking to me. I was waiting for her to say that. <laughs> that would be good. Uh, Wizard also has the line in this episode, with great power comes great mental illness. It's a little yes. twist on the uh, Spider-Man one. Ooh, yeah. Also, Jessica says that Griffin, because he says his balls told him something, and so she goes, what, do you have scrody sense? Yeah. 
that's and there's that's, there's the humor so, that we were talking about. Yeah, let me air let me air this out. So like they they were there were some some lines that I actually went on Google Keep because I didn't want to lose I didn't want to lose them, and I was like typing them into my phone as they people said them, and they said things like Jessica gets shot in the back, and her mother's like looking at her, and she goes, "It's fine." <laughs> and then um, Jessica's mother said, "It's a bad plan," and then Jessica says, "You're a bad plan." Nice. Like, what does that mean? It's the per- it's uh, the perfect comeback, is what that is. Yeah, it's like I won't kill you, but I won't let you stop me. Uh, at one point, someone asked, "Like, like, why do you give? Like, why do I give a crap about you people?" Yeah, they referred they refer to weed as grass. Yeah, well, someone, people call it grass. Someone looks at Doctor Malice and says, "You sick dirtbag!" Like, who says that? Yeah, it's really weird, like, what they can say, what they can't say, because they say, like, a couple of, like, lesser swears. There's obviously blood and violence, but then they can't go, like, full rated R for some reason. But they've said, like, shit and asshole in the show. So why are you calling him a sick dirtbag? And let me pull, I'm going to pull, here it comes, ready? I'm going to pull it out of my sleeve. Here come the classic, the classics card. Here we go. Dr. Malice, his name, M-A-L-U-S, his name is Dr. Bad. (laughs) <laughs> in latin malice means bad well so like, you know what i think we found our villain then oh because he has to be his dr. Name's bad. dr bad dr bad would have to be the villain like that that's terrible writing and i know that's it's a character that's been around for years and yeah years yeah and years, he's been been in the game a still, while now episode, least, yeah. episode three aka soul survivor this was maybe you can explain this to me didn't griffin he like took the wizard video off of Trish's, Trish's computer, like she like found it, or Jess's computer, or something like. So it was almost like, oh, maybe Griffin eventually was going to become like a bad guy, but he never did. So I'm like, what was he never po- did? What was the point of that scene then? There was no point. That's okay. the thing. There was like they they tried to like go down these avenues and then they just kind of like bailed on it. Yeah, that's what it feels. It seems like the timeline was kind of all over the place too. There were certain things that just didn't. Well, really it seems as up. though it seems as though these thirteen episodes were written in different rooms and they never like talked about it. Yeah. Like there was a basic storyline. That's because true. Because then storyline like, came up. in and yeah. yeah. Uh, episode four, aka God help the hobo. So Oscar hated Jessica Jones, but then Oscar's kid tried to jump out a window, and Jessica saved him. So now he like loves her. And then there, you yeah. also get the the scene from the preview, and the the anger management scene where Jessica Jones is throwing the ball against the wall, and yeah. between that and her running. She again proves to be maybe the least athletic-looking person ever on screen. She's not because the woman who played her mother is actually worse. <laughs> That's a good point. Although to be it, fair, they don't have special skills because like they were born that way. Like they they got them later on. So it's actually not like a terrible casting. Like it doesn't really matter that she's not athletic-looking. I guess. Well, it matters in the sense that like at least know how to throw a punch. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. You think she would learn like, by she now? She does like this, like weird, like underhand, like almost like an uppercut punch. Yeah, that like is the least practical thing ever. And let me just bring this up right now, and this might be unpopular. What is in in, in this show? From what I can tell, like this is supposed to be a superhero show, but there's like nothing superhero about it. And as far as I can tell, in 13 episodes of season two of Jessica Jones, her superpower is holding people still. She, like that's what she does. She can also. Land, like jump out of a window and land on her feet. 
But like, you know what I mean? Like her whole thing is like when she shows like her that she's a, what is she doing when people realize that she's a superhuman? Yeah. She just basically just holds somebody against a wall. She lifted that refrigerator. Yeah. So, so that was good. And she stopped a bus like hold, by holding it still. Yeah. She, she stopped a bus. Get another yeah. sex scene in episode four, Trish and Griffin sex scene. That, that didn't do it for you? No. No. All right. No, because at that point I was so annoyed with her that yeah. I was like, Ugh. Now, Trish you is know? taking that inhaler, too. She's working working on the uh, nukes inhaler. So that and was cool. F- I didn't mind that. But I, I did because, like, I asked you. I, like, did you ever figure out, like, what that shit is? And and they're like, no. And then at the end of the season, she goes to, like, hands it to, like, a pharmacist. And she's like, what is this? And she's yeah. like, I don't know. And hopefully you didn't take any of that because who knows? It could lead to death. And, like, and she's oh. like, what's the active ingredient? And she's like, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. You'd have to ask the person who made it. Who made it? I don't know. I don't know. Like, that, <laughs> is that not yeah. the worst writing in the world? There was some poor writing in this. Episode Jesus 5, Christ. a.k.a. The Octopus, Griffin proposes to Trish, and her response is, quote, thank you. Thank you. That's tough. That is tough. Also, one of the but most- you know what else is tough? After that episode, you never see that dude again. No, Griffin was done after that. And, well... Also, that same episode was the Jessica's mom and like the piano. That was some of the most boring shit ever. Oh, that was a hard watch. I'll be honest. Like, at that point, I knew who she was. Yeah. And like throwing, I'm going to tell you this right now. If you're going to like get rid of evidence, don't throw it in a fire pit in your backyard. You've seen Making a Murderer on the Netflix. You've seen that. They can. Right? They can figure that out. Yeah, they, they can figure that yeah, out. They can. They always can. Episode six, aka FaceTime. Jessica and Oscar have sex on paint, and Skip Trish it. and Malcolm also have sex. She's all hopped up on the on the inhaler. A couple <laughs> of sex up on goofballs. She is, so that's good. I also thought yeah. with the octopus and the stuff like the the guy uh, Malice loves the octopus at the aquarium. Yeah. I immediately went to like Hydra, but I I just don't think that there's any connection there. But you wanted to, and then you're like, oh yeah. wait, that that like oh that could be a connection. No, it's not. It's another stupid. Like throwaway writing thing. Episode seven was also terrible, aka I want your cray cray, where there's a this lot of been, flashbacks. Yeah. This was terrible. This might have been the worst episode of the season. This was real bad. The the old stuff. Jessica's old boyfriend. You see where she gets her friggin' leather jacket. She loved this guy. Her mom ended up killing that guy. Jessica's I want your cray cray. All the stuff in the in that club. These are some terrible Trish wigs during all the flashbacks. This is this is just really really rough stuff. It just like really, really bad, like off the rails. And and again, one of the things that I really liked about the the original season of Jessica Jones was that they were strong female characters. You know, they were they were motivated some by pain, some by success, some by other things. And you know, but they were all their own people. And then you realize you boil it down in this season, and that basically Jessica and Trish are these like lifelong frenemies who are like I hate that that I just used that fucking word. Yeah, but, I could take that out after. Um, but like they each of them want what the other one has, so they're kind of like playing each other, and it becomes like really catty and really superficial and really stupid. Yeah, oh, it's brutal. Episode and it takes the the wind out of everything <laughs> that this show had built. It's true. Like what a brutal like a sophomore slump and a half. Episode eight, yeah. aka, ain't we got fun? Yeah, so Hogarth meets the healer. I think his name is like Sean Ryback or whatever. And I'm, yeah. I'm wondering when they're talking about... I Jane or Sean, yeah. Kind of a fascinating character in the sense that he's just a fake. But 
because you live in this world, even though they do a terrible job of you know letting you know that they do in fact live in the world where aliens are you know and Loki attacked New York and like all this shit that they're dealing with and all these superheroes like Spider Man lives in the city like all these things like the the idea that somebody could be a healer plus IGH is like creating these these powered people. For then somebody to use that and to like dupe people, like I was like, that's actually a pretty good idea. It's not, yeah, and the, again, something that should have been explored from the beginning, and not just yeah. And we didn't have to wait eight hours to get there. No, that's true. Also, Doctor Carl Malice, who you mentioned, Doctor Bad, Doctor Bad, yeah, he wears a lot of Doors shirts. Every yeah. see every freaking episode, I feel like he was wearing a shirt by the Doors. I'm like, okay, Which, fine. And then uh, speaking of costumes. How is it that the homeless people on this show, Inez uh, specifically, has more costume changes than Jessica Jones? I feel like she wears yeah, the same outfit, one thing. two different t-shirts. Right. That's it. She, well, it's like, like, like her uniform, I guess. She must smell. Jessica probably does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's drinking Red Bull and bourbon all day or whatever, yeah. or whiskey. So. Uh, oh, another, you got another sex scene this episode. Hogarth and Inez have sex. Which... Uh, all right, episode nine, a.k.a. Shark in the Bathtub, Monster in the Bed. This is where Trish uh, loses it on air, uh, Then her, but that's because she's all hopped up on her stuff. Then the inhaler yep. is empty. You get more of the healer and Hogarth. Oh, we haven't even mentioned the other P.I. who was there, so that's another kind of who oh, cares. Oh, Bryce Chang. Yeah, that's another fucking stupid storyline. <laughs> that's a, definitely a who cares. Episode 10, a.k.a. Pork Chop. Trish gets her uh, audition on ZCN. It does not go well. How about this? Jessica Jones tells us for nine straight hours she's not a killer, so she shows up to a prison guard's house and kills him. Yeah, and it was right. And I think even after that, her mother says something to her, and she's like, she's like, you're just like me. And she goes, I'm not like you. I don't kill people. I, can, I, I have control. Like, you just fucking killed somebody. So then she goes over there and it's like, shocked that he's, he ends up coming home, and she kills him. And then she yeah. makes it look like a suicide in the next episode, where you get Killgrave. So episode 11 is the best episode, but it also makes you pissed off, as we said before, because there's no mm-hmm. more Killgrave. This is also, Trish is, like, really obsessed with getting powers, so she's, trying, she's getting Dr. Malice to get her powers. It is pretty wild seeing all those needles that go into her back. Like, that was pretty messed up. That's pretty messed up, but that's the way you know you got to do it. That's, that's how where, you get. You know, that's like, how you get powers. Episode twelve, the penultimate episode, aka "Pray for My Patsy." This is sort of like a, a circular thing. Uh, Jess's mom is looking for Trish to kill her. Jessica is then looking for the mom. Hogarth is looking for her stuff after Inez and the healer pawned it all, so she's pissed. How about this? Here's a tie-in to the uh, the Netflix universe. Turk, yeah. Turk, Turk is Hogarth a gun, so that's good. Yeah. Which I thought, I, you know what, I, I really liked how Hogarth dealt with that. I thought that was pretty clever by turning, because you knew she wasn't going to do it. He, and, he, and Turk even says, like, I didn't expect you to be the person to get her hands dirty. You know what I mean? And she, she doesn't. She actually, like, turns Inez against uh, Shane healer. or Sean, Sean or whatever, I think whatever. Uh, Ryback. That actually, I'm with you. That was great, because you're like, oh, my God. Like, they're not going to have her go kill somebody, are they? Because I'm like, that... But the way the show was going, I was like, maybe they will. And you'd be like, just yeah. add that to the list. But no, that was clever. Again, it was a storyline that you didn't really care that much about. But having her do that and then completely lie to her and then Inez ends up killing. I mean, that happened very quickly. But And then drive yeah, and then drive off and call the cops and be like, oh, I heard gunshots. Yeah. You know? Also in this episode, Trish, when she kind of when she's in the in like the, the bed there trying to like get her powers, 
very similar to Emily Rose, the exorcism of Emily oh, yeah, Rose. Yeah, like yeah. her back and stuff is all cranked, and she looks she looks nuts. All right, finally, the last episode. It's entitled AKA Playland. Uh, this is where Jessica and her mom are on the run. But this is where, I mean, the timeline. And you texted me. You were like, "How did Trish know that she was at the theme park?" And I'm like, I don't know. And I didn't even bother to go back. Maybe they explain it, but I had no idea. She was there so fast. That was the other thing. Like, you know how some people complained about Game of Thrones, like skipping yeah. like time and like distance? I feel like they did that in this show too, where she would call somebody or like she'd call the cops and they would show up immediately. And it was like very convenient, some of the stuff. Yeah. And like I said, I, I, I might have missed it. And, and please tweet at us if we missed it. But like, as far as I knew, Trish was in that bed and. Jessica was having a completely different conversation with the, the what's his name, uh, not Cortez, but like the cop that she liked. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I forget. And she like wound yeah. up like breaking the phone or whatever. And like Trish wasn't anywhere near that conversation. No. And then she shows up. And, and then she just shows up and randomly. shoots her right in the head, dead. And you're like, like dead okay. ass, like a hit a moving target from like 50 yards away with a handgun. Well, so like, that. Dead in it. Yeah, but that I would write off to, all right, she is she has become Hellcat at this point. Yeah. Okay. You know, so, she, all right, maybe her senses are fucking through the roof. And you saw her later on, like, when she dropped her phone and, like, everything kind of froze. And she, like, caught it with her foot and whatever. So yeah. I could believe that more than her being there right away. And then also, like, not even trying to figure out the situation. Like, Jess and her mom are just talking to each other. And she just, like, fires a bullet is dead. You're like, what? So that was yeah. dumb. I did like when the nurse said to Trish... Uh, something along the lines of, quote, you used up two of your nine lives, Ms. Walker. So I'm like, all right, Hellcat's happening. Hellcat's yeah, happening. Right. Um, what else? This is, yeah, the whole thing in the Ferris wheel I thought was bullsh- bullshit. Uh, also, Hogarth is wearing white at the end, Ryan, and she was wearing I black. See, I did and she made that. comments After about there black. There was a big deal time. made out of how she wears black all the uh-huh. time. Malcolm is now working with Chang and for Hogarth. Which is bullshit because, like, Price Chang is been trying to kill you and your boss this entire time yeah and then you just fucking flip like that like all right no it's cool like everything's cool now yeah not squashed it and then jessica ends up with oscar much to my chagrin because i think jessica in the comics is with luke cage and they have a kid and i think they should be together i like when they were together on the show but i don't doesn't look like they're necessarily going to go down that road so Uh, here's the last question i have for you ryan as far as this is concerned do you want a Jessica Jones season three? I do. Oh, really? I do. I I think it, well, we need a rubber match at this point because we've had that's true. Break the tie. We've had this handled perfectly, and then we've had it handled terribly. So I want to see like meet me somewhere in the middle where you have to at least because Jessica Jones only works as like this. Um, and I'm not talking about like real people. This is make believe, obviously, but like that character only works if she's, like, fucked up. Right. You know what I mean? So to have everything kind of going well for her, you're just kind of waiting for the other shoe to fall. And when she's the most rational character in the show, because she was this entire time. Yeah. Like, she was the one who was, like, you know, the voice of reason, which shouldn't be the case. Like, she should be the one going off the rails, and other people are trying to, like, rein her in. Right. Like, you know? she's sort of the, the loose unit when it comes to the defenders. But then when she's yeah. away from the defenders, now she's playing, like, the daredevil role. And you're like, that doesn't make sense. And, but she, like, the whole time, like, she, like, talked tough, but, like, didn't do anything. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. There has not been any kind of announcement yet if there will be a third episode. I'm sorry, a third season. But 
We will see. There also is no word on the defenders. The only thing we have set in stone is Luke Cage Season 2 is out this June. Daredevil Season 3 is expected to be out later this calendar year. Iron Fist 2 and Punisher 2 are both filming. Okay, so here's what I would like. All right, I would like all of these, and I know this is going to be a logistical nightmare, and people who know more about these things can tell me how this works. I want all of these to film and overlap a little bit in terms of their filming. So yeah, I you need can cameos. Film scenes. I need cameos with other people. Yes. I need to see them working together. Like I need because you can't. You're not on an island. You know what I mean? Like, just how does Jessica Jones go through 13 hours, and the only thing we get is Hogarth, who connects everybody, and 30 seconds of Foggy Nelson. Well, what you also need is when shit starts to hit the fan, you need a reason for why the other person can't help them. Like. They've kind of run into that, I feel like, with like Arrow and The Flash. And like that's obviously a little bit more cartoony than the Netflix stuff. But the DC on CW shows, sometimes they have like a reason why they can't like work together. Then other times they do work together. Like it's kind of it, these shared universes are great ideas, but the execution at times can be just rough. Because you're like, if Jessica Jones is so worried about something, why wouldn't you go find Luke Cage and have him help you? Like, why wouldn't you go that, find but like- Iron Fist? Why wouldn't, if they're happening, like, they happen all in a very small area, and Daredevil is that, that person who's listening to, like, police scanners and knows when things are going down. Right. You know, wouldn't it make sense to, like, look across the way and see somebody else? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, it, well, it's Jessica Jones coming would. from one direction, Daredevil's right. coming from another direction, and they kind of, like, stop and, like, look at each other, and yeah. then jump in and go through the whole thing and then talk about it after. Yeah, it doesn't make a ton of sense. Because we've, we've looked at it on a map, on the Google map, and Hell's Kitchen is like two square miles. Right. I mean, like, how on. do you not cross over? We've got to figure something out here. So, yeah. All right. Anything f- lastly on Jessica Jones Season 2? Which Oh, I don't think we gave Infinity Stone scores. I would probably go three. I'd say through three. That might be high even. but it's high. I would say it's a uh, soft three, uh, two and a half or two. Hard, hard two and a half, as I'm going to go with. Yeah, I gotta we're start. Halves, right? I gotta start. Yeah, we're, we're doing halves. I gotta start okay. grading more severe. So I think maybe maybe it is a two and a half because like I wouldn't recommend this to somebody. Like, no. you know. So all right. And you think of like some of the things we've given a three before, which are better. Better. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's get going here. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Would you like to kick, receive, defer, defend a goal? I've been, I've been kicking and uh, deferring a lot, so I'll receive All right. this week. So I read this news story and actually saw the subsequent movie trailer. Um, but this news story has been around for like three years now. Apparently, Richard, um, there are this group of ten friends who are all in their like 40s and 50s maybe who have been playing the same game of tag for like 30, 25 to 30 years. What? Yeah, and for one month a year, like they play tag. And the person who's <laughs> it last is it for the entire year. And oh, they've been tough. doing it for 25 to 30 years. Uh, I don't know how I feel about this. Well, they're making a movie about these people, and it's starring Jeremy Renner, John Hamm, mm. Hannibal Burris, Ed Helms, and the guy who plays Nick from New Girl. And they're like the group of friends, and it's called Tag. And the trailer just came out recently. I watched it. It actually looks pretty funny. Really? Yeah. 
Right. So it's based on this. Uh, so what I what I'm going to do is I'll tweet out the link to the story and the link to the the movie trailer so you can see it. But it actually that's my pick of the pod this week. Well, so my pick of the pod actually is not really a pick of the pod. I've not seen it. I have a new record for I don't I don't know what the percentages of TV and movies that you and your wife would watch together. Like for me, yep. it's not super high. Like we have Game of Thrones. Like, we used to have, like, Boardwalk Empire, Breaking Bad. Like, there's not a ton of overlap. And same thing with movies. Like, we'll both be around and be like, hey, you want to watch a movie? She'll say, sure. And I'll be like, you want to watch a horror movie? She says, no. I'm like, you want to watch a dumb comedy? <laughs> she says, no. She's like, do you want to watch, like, a documentary? I'm like, no. So, like, we have a hard time. We usually end up just watching, like, stand-up specials. So, but we, this... We do watch a lot of stand-up specials, actually. Isn't that, like, where you end up going, probably? Because yeah, that's something yeah. I think we can both agree on, or at least most couples maybe can agree on a, we have a new record for a movie that my wife bagged out of as far as time is concerned yep it was uh the movie wind river is on netflix now oh no way. i love that movie i've never seen it now to be fair to her she wasn't super jazzed up about watching a movie but i was like hey do you want to start something she said sure and she made it through three minutes Three minutes of Wind River and said, "Yeah, I think I'm gonna go to bed." I was like, "My was God!" Was it the uh, the crime scene? No, all we saw was the goddamn Jeremy Renner protecting sheep. That's all we saw. That's it. Yeah, he shot like a wolf, which I was not really thrilled with, and I was like, "Ugh, this is not a great well, start." Well, the, 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 it was a coyote, and the coyote was going after the sheep. It was a coyote. He was going after the sheep. There was a few of them, and then he dragged the body. I was like, "I'm not wild about this." But then. Yep. So she goes to bed, and then so I had the option of finishing the movie on my own, but at that point I still needed to watch like five episodes of Jessica Jones, so I yep. bailed on it. So I have not seen it yet, but I've heard a lot watch of good it. things. Yeah, it's really good. It's like one of those like. Uh, and so it's on Netflix see, now for people who have missed it, who have not seen and it. And you see Elizabeth Olsen's bum bum. Yeah, I'm not really. Ju- so it's Hawkeye and Scarlet Witch, huh? Yep. And you see your bum bum. All right. So, well, that's not appropriate. I don't think, Ryan. Well, it's in the movie. I didn't. I didn't do it. Oh, all right. Well, fair enough. Maybe I'll go, I'll rush home and watch it then. Yeah. All right, that is going to do it for us here on uh, this episode of Hashtag Dork. You can subscribe, rate, and review on the iTunes. Thank you for all the reviews. Continue to uh, review us. Well, if you have not reviewed us, please do that. That'd be awesome. Uh, at Dork Podcast on the Twitter, dorkpodcast at gmail.com, youtube.com slash dorkpodcast. And if you want to just holler at Ryan, you can. At Arvon D or at, at, on any major social media networks, including Twitch. Um, which I will be hopefully getting up and going tonight, but you probably won't hear that until whatever, but uh, that's fine. Um, <laughs> Go back and watch last night's Twitch stream you could, of the Triforce. You could. Yeah. Um, and, you know, sorry for the you know kind of ne- kind of negative podcast, but they can't all be winners. They can't all be good. No, that's true. I think it would be worse if you looked at it and be like, oh, here are all their reviews and they love everything. Then it would be kind yeah. of, how do you know what's good? Is. So right. Jessica Jones was, was not great. But you know what is great is our big-time announcement, which is April 22nd, 4 p.m. at Idle Hands, a live taping of Hashtag Dork featuring Mac and Goo, The Boxers, and Uncle Buck. So hopefully you're able to go to that, and we will talk to you later. Okay, thank you. I don't know what we're doing next week yet, but I have some ideas. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah, we'll get there. All right. Thank you. God bless.